Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message. We might have an abbreviated message today, but we are talking about our pursuit of God in all things. What we want to do as a church is to be individuals and a body that continues to go after who he's called us to be. We want to continue to trust in him, to seek him, and to say, God, what are you calling us to go after? We have looked at this in a few different ways, and the first topic that we're talking about is our pursuit of what he is in pursuit of. And what we said was, when we read John three sixteen, and it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. God is in pursuit of people. He's in pursuit of the world. He gave the most valuable thing that he had, his son, to come to this earth, to leave heaven, to come here to be crucified and to raise again so that he could be reconnected with us as his children. This is why we walk in pursuit of people. We go in pursuit of people because of our love for him. Because of our love for Jesus. Because he first loved us. And now we have the ability to love others. We were looking at this verse, and, and this is really our core passage for this, this part of the theme. And it's found in Matthew chapter 25, verse 40. And I don't know about you, but when I read these words, or hear these words, it really does speak deeply to me. It's Jesus speaking, and this is at the final judgment, and it says that he's going to say to them, and the king will answer and say, assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. It's because of the love that Jesus has for us It's because of the love that we now have for him that we love people. From what we would think about as the least of these, all the way up to the most amazing of these, whatever standards we're using, it's to love people well because Jesus loved us. Does anybody else in this room want to show your love and admiration for what Jesus has done in your life? You see, this this is just a very simple way. Sometimes we make things very complicated, but when we love people well, we are loving Jesus. See, each week we're talking about what it means to be in pursuit of him, and what we said as a church is the first thing we want to do is we want to love people in our church really well. We want to practice here, if I could say it that way. We want to practice on each other. We want to make sure that we are showing love to each other at every opportunity because... When we get to level two, we are expecting that men and women are going to be coming in from the community and they're going to need to be loved. And the more that we put it into practice in our everyday lives, the more natural it's going to be. When those people walk through the doors and they look a little different than we would think that they should, when they act a little bit different, when when they, they talk a little bit different, are we going to love them like Jesus? Are we going to embrace them? Is there going to be a sense when they walk in the front door of our church, Jesus is here? You see, we love Jesus. We pray for souls. We pray for people. But are we willing to be the ones to accept them in and to love them really well? 
I pray that we will, and I know that we have so many already that do such an amazing job of doing this. Last week, we talked about some of the various ministries in our church that we have in place, and we have more that are coming, that are specifically in place to love people well. From our community care to our home repair ministries to C-Force to young adults and youth group and and kids church and, and so many others that I'm not mentioning right now. We have these in place to love people well. And, and you have the ability to join into these ministries. See, that's just the starting point, though. Because God then wants to take our lives as we leave this building, as we drive out of here on a Sunday afternoon, as we drive to work on a Monday morning, as we see people throughout the week, are we intentionally asking God for opportunities to love people well? Are we intentionally waking up with the mindset... There might be one person today that I'm going to be able to show the love of Jesus to. If we're honest, we don't do that all the time. Life gets in the way. Yet, we are called to love. And if we ask, you know, sometimes we just get caught up on the things that we have to do. I have to do this, this, and this. But we fail to ask for the grace that we need and the strength that we need because in our own abilities... We're always going to be thinking about what we want and what we need. But can we ask and say, Jesus, I want to love like you love. I want my heart to break for what your heart breaks for. Will you give me the strength that I need? Will you give me the eyes that I need? Will you give me the awareness and then empower me to do it? See, it's important that we make that original decision to say yes to him. But then we also have to be willing to trust in him for the strength that we need to do exactly what he's called us to do. I want to talk about two principles of pursuit today that we really need to apply to this as we are choosing to reach out not just to the community, but to the world around us. The first thing that I want to look at here is that pursuit is always going to cost us something. Pursuit is always going to require something of us. I had an opportunity to perform a wedding ceremony yesterday, which I really enjoy doing. And and as I'm standing there and I'm talking to the couple, some of what we, we talk about is, listen, things are not always going to be the way that you expect that they would be. There's going to be highs. There's going to be lows. There's going to be times where things are going amazing. There's going to be challenging times. But are you willing to continue to love one another to pursue one another, to lay your life down for one another because of the decision that you're making today. You see, that's just a picture of what pursuit looks like. Pursuit requires something of us. We have any married couples in here today that would say amen. Amen. It requires something of us. And it is such a beautiful thing when we pursue the person that God has put in our life to continue to lay our life down, to love them well. But it's not just in marriage, of course. It's in people. It's in relationships. But the thing is, because pursuit costs something, sometimes we're only willing to just go so far. I'm willing to love. I'm willing to pursue right up until the moment where it becomes a little uncomfortable. I'm willing to pursue, as we said last week, right up until the moment where I disagree with the last thing they just said. You see, true pursuit of something that really matters is pursuit of something that is worthy of what we have to give. 
And the greater value that we put on something, the more willing we will be to walk in pursuit of it. Can I tell you that there are few things that you could ever think of that are more worthy of our pursuit than the men and women that do not know Jesus, that will spend the rest of eternity based off of the decision they make here on earth to either follow Jesus or to not. There is something of high value here that we are called to walk in pursuit of even when it costs something of us. So pursuit requires something of us and one of the things that it requires of us is generosity. It requires us to give of ourselves. When we think of generosity, often we think about the financial aspect. And believe me, there is a financial aspect about pursuit. But it's also about our time. It's also about our attention. It's about who we are. Are we willing to invest ourselves and the things that we value most in order to show God the love that we have for him? Are we willing to give of ourselves? Are we, are we willing to say, yes, Jesus, whatever I have, it's yours? See, this is true of finances. This is why every week we make this declaration. This is why every week we ask for the, the grace and the strength that we need to give, to be able to understand. We say uh, that God, that you would be in charge of our finances and you would use them for your purposes. We pray that we would be good stewards of all that you give us, that we would not be anxious, but we will seek your kingdom first. Generosity. We are seeking first the kingdom of heaven. We're seeking first the kingdom of heaven with our time, with our pursuit, with our finances. We're saying, Jesus, whatever it is you're asking for, the answer is yes. And that's really easy to do right up until the moment where we have to do it. But this is where we continue to ask God, God, will you give me what I need, the strength that I need to say yes? You see, we had an awesome example of pursuit today as these individuals stepped into the baptism tank. They pursued him. They said yes to what Jesus called them to do. It was obedience. And so the question I have today in this area is, where are we putting our trust? I ask this question a lot. Where do we put our trust? Who is our source? And are we willing to be in pursuit of him in every area? Or are there some places that we have set are off limits? I could go really deep down just this point here today. And maybe, maybe we will going forward. But specifically talking about this, are we willing to say yes to God in every area and to trust him in everything that we have? 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 11. Paul speaking to the church in in Corinth. He says, the point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. So that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, that you may abound in every good work. 
Who is our source? He is our source. Who is the one that gives us the ability to walk in the grace that we need? It's Him. We continue to read in verse 9. As it is written, He has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. And verse 10. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Now listen to this verse. You will be enriched in every way. Why? To be generous. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. This certainly sounds like a kingdom principle to me, I have to say. Because sometimes we feel like I want to be generous, but I just don't have enough to be generous with. But what's God saying here? See, I'm going to give you what you need. If you trust, if you are a cheerful giver, if you're one who is giving as he has decided in his heart, if you give, I'm going to give back to you so that you can give even more. If you trust me with what you have, if you come before me and say, this is what I have, this is my time, my energy, my resources, yes, my finances, when I give this to you, he says, I'm going to give it back to you so that you can be even more generous than you ever were before, and it can continue, and it can continue, and it can continue so that you can love people really, really well. This is in every area that you can love people really, really well. The great news about this is that traditionally the body of Christ, in some ways, seriously, really is the most generous group of people on the earth. That give incredibly to charities. When you look at the statistics, they're overwhelming that Christians are giving into charity and giving into the kingdom to reach people. That's amazing. We're going to continue to look at this. We have a few ways coming up in the month of November that I'm really excited for. But even though that that's true... I have to say that sometimes we're not the best in this area. I came across some, t- some statistics. Does anybody want to see them? You should probably say no. All right. We're going to put them up. The truth is that 5% of churchgoers actually tithe. 5%. That 1.5 million people out of The 247 million of U.S. citizens identify as Christians actually tithe. The good news is that 77% of the tithers who do give, they give more than 10%. And this is why I think we continue to see God moving in churches financially in so many ways because there are so many people and in this church and across the body of Christ. Like this isn't just condemnation to say nobody gives. People are giving, and they're giving generously. But when you look at the numbers, like, okay, we got some work to do in this area. If we believe what we say, if we believe what the Word of God says, are we willing to trust Him with the most valuable resource that we have? It says if every Christian tied 10%, faith organizations would have an extra $139 billion each year. Talk about a global reach. We want to reach people in our community. We want to reach people here, but we want to reach people around the world that need it. Imagine 
what the church could do with an extra $139 billion going into these places, going into these communities, printing Bibles, allowing people. They have airdrops now where they just go around with drones and they can drop Bibles to people, where they can go into the most remote places of the earth and translate Bibles into their languages. There is so much that can be done, but it all requires a sacrificial level of giving. It just does. God is able to work miracles. Jesus took the bread and the fish and he multiplied it. And that's amazing. And he does take what we give him. But first, someone has to come forward with the loaves and the fish. We need to be willing to trust him with all that we have. Are we willing to pursue him in every area? Are we willing to say yes to him? Later on today, during our Connect class, we're going to talk about our values, our church values, and there's 10 of them, and I touched on number four last week, and number nine is what we're going to touch on today. It says that we desire to be a church that embodies a spirit of generosity. We know that He is the source of all, and that we are called to partner with Him in our giving, both in our tithes and to our community. This means that we are coming to church ready to give, But that's not all. When we're in the community and we see somebody in need, when we're at the cash register and the person in front of us doesn't have the money to pay for their groceries, when we're in a place and we see an area where they are short on something and we can step in because God has given us the ability to bless others and to trust that he's going to continue to bless us, are we looking for these opportunities? Are we simply just at times praying for coffee for the person behind us just so they can just know the love of God? The simple ways, it doesn't have to always be so complicated. Are we living out a lifestyle of generosity? We're going to continue to make possibilities here in the church. And I just wanted to quickly look at something here today because when we look at our church in particular and your generosity already, we've been able to bless missionaries around the world. And I just wanted to put up a list of them here today. Um, This is just a few of them. Uh, There are other organizations that we also give to, but these are just some of the missionaries that we support each and every month because of your generosity, because of, of what you give. We're able to then turn around and to bless these men and women to be able to go out and to preach the word of God. It's pretty incredible. And this is really just to brag on you guys. It's not to say, hey, we've got it all together. We want this list to grow. We want the dollar amounts to grow. We want to continue to partner together with what God is doing. But it comes out of a place of obedience and generosity. We also partner together with organizations here locally, and we're going to continue to do that. We're going to continue to believe that God is going to open up our eyes to be able to see places that we can pour into. Believe it or not, this message is not about tithing. It's not about giving. But I really felt like it was important today that God just, that we were able to speak about this principle. God has called us to do some incredible things. Do you believe that today? God has called us to take what he's put in our lives and to be able to bless others with them. That's in every area. But first, we have to be asking and looking for the opportunities to be able to do just that. And just once again, as a disclaimer, when you ask, he's going to give you the opportunities. He's going to open up the doors for you. But before we get there, can we just trust that he's the one that's going to supply what we need? 
That as we say yes and we step into obedience, that he's the one that brings rain for our seed. He's the one that is our source. I'm really excited for what God's doing. And I'm really grateful for a church of men and women who are excited to be able to invest in the kingdom and what God is doing. I want to ask if our worship team would come back up here this morning. Next week, it was originally going to be this week, but we're going to talk about the personal pursuit of people that we don't know. We're going to talk about what it means to ask and to have the the wisdom and the discernment to be able to go out into our world and to be able to see people and impact their lives as Jesus did. Just a little spoiler, we know that Jesus healed all that came to him. But do you know that through the three years of ministry that he had on this earth, he didn't go and pursue every single person, did he? He pursued the ones that the Father was highlighting to him. He pursued the ones. He said, I only do what I see the Father doing. I believe very, very deeply that there are going to be those that God wants to highlight to us, to show us. This is somebody that you can just love really well. This is somebody that you can reach out to. This is what it means to be a follower of Jesus, to pursue him, to love him, through our love of the people that he puts in our lives.